It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. I really do you are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the state of Wisconsin. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today is a particularly apt way to lead into the you know what happened. Now let's talk about the why and the how and perhaps most importantly, what to do now moving forward. Because Wednesday was a a shocking day for the Packers in, in Packer news because a lot of you woke up to alerts that the Packers have cut Mike Daniels and they made that cut official later in the day. What we found out over the course of the day was that they had in fact attempted to, for a period of time, in fact, attempted to trade him, but that the price tag and the uh, foot injury that he was recovering from and rehabbing and it, you know whether or not he was still ready to go, I think is going to be a question. Uh, he, you know, Brian Gutekinds talked about that rehab. It's not entirely clear that he would have been ready to start training camp 100 uh, percent because, you know, he didn't he still didn't get a, uh, an opportunity to make sure, you know, he's passing the physical and all those things. He was released. So we don't know where that stood. What we do know is that he was due a significant amount of money this season. And that was part of the, the, the factor here. Uh, 10.7 million was the figure for the Packers this season. Cutting him saves more than $8 million on the salary cap. That is not a small amount of money by any means. And so the question, obviously, to start with is why? Why did this happen? Well, let's go back. And I wrote about this for Acme Packing Company. Uh, and, and we can look forward in the show a little bit later. But how did we get here and where do we go from here are actually uh, in, inherently related questions because the plan all offseason, I think, was to find players who could be versatile for Mike Patton. 
find guys who could help this team play a certain kind of way. And we can even go back to last season and look at how often Mike Patton wanted to play with five, six, even seven defensive backs on the field. He believed that having coverage players on the field everywhere is the key to stopping passing games. What he found is that only goes so far. If you can't stop the run, and if you don't have guys who can get pass rush on their own, if the only way you can create pressure consistently is through blitzing, then you have a problem. Okay, so how do you fix that problem? Well, you go out and you get pass rushers. But you can't just get any pass rushers. What you need, if you're Mike Patton, is pass rushers with some size and some pop, some strength. Okay, Zadarius Smith, 6'4", 270. Preston Smith, 6'6", 260. Rashawn Gary, 6'4", 6'5", 275. Plus, with freak athleticism. Freak athleticism. All right. What what I what I found when I the more I looked at this, was the more it made everything else that had happened in the off season make sense to me. So Mike Daniels is someone who is going to play almost exclusively at three technique, and he was still a good player last year. There were some signs of decline, uh, but he was still productive. He was still good. He was still useful. Now he's thirty. He's going to be thirty one at the end of next season, or the end of this season. Excuse me. And he was going to be a free agent. Clearly, Green Bay was not going to extend him. And they felt like the pieces that they added were going to subvert Mike Daniels' role on this team to the point that it didn't make sense to pay him what it was going to cost to pay him. And clearly, they had come to that realization a long time ago because that was when the trade conversation started. They couldn't find a suitor. What Adam Schefter reported yesterday was that most teams view him as a rotational player right now, not a preferred 60-70% of snaps starter, a third down type interior presence at 6 flat, 300-310. How is his game going to age? These are important questions that we have to know. Where What is the status with his foot? We don't have those answers, but they are th- that uncertainty contributes to Green Bay saying, we think it just makes more sense for us to eat the three million or a little less, and and say, Mike, good luck uh, with someone else. What I wrote about, and I think what is important to remember is, Zadarius Smith can play inside. His best pass rush reps last season were inside. He played three tech as a stand up blitzer. He played five tech. So you know the the reality is, you know the three four that designation. I think it can be overrated, but I, I I think the the fact that it is overrated has now become overrated. It matters because the the way that you play your fronts matters, and it matters for the kinds of players that you want. Mike Daniels was really only able to play three tech and nose tackle, so he's only an interior rusher. Can only play over the center or over the guard. Zadarius Smith can play anywhere. Preston Smith can play anywhere. Dean Lowry can play anywhere. Montrevious Adams can play at least anywhere on the defensive line. Rashawn Gary can play any defensive line spot and outside linebacker. We go back to that Don Brown interview that we had a couple months ago where he explained Rashawn Gary in their defense was, was by design facing double teams on a regular basis. 
playing on the tight end side to eat up two blockers so that guys like Devin Bush and Chase Winovich and, and some of the other Michigan defenders could go chase down ball carriers. Rashawn Gary can play that 3-4 defensive end. He can play inside as a three technique. He can play outside linebacker and rush off the edge. He can play everywhere. So when you add all these players who can do all these kinds of things, and Mike Patton, by the way, is going to want to use them in all those different kinds of ways. That's what he wants to do. That's what he wants to be is multiple and, and disguise where guys are coming from. And it's hard to really articulate on a podcast because you can't see it. I recommend you go to the piece that, that I wrote yesterday. Um, I'll, I'll put it in the, the feed for Locked On Podcast um, at Locked On Packers. Be sure to follow it if you're not just so that you can get the visual of it. But Mike Daniels was going to play in a specific spot. They now have three, four, five players who can play that same spot. So when you have all these guys and you're Mike Patton, you want to be able to line up a guy in that spot who might not come. He might not rush the passer from that spot. Mike Daniels was always coming forward, and that's what you wanted him to do. That's what he was good at. But if you line everyone up and you show a five-man pressure and you back out of it, or you show a five-man pressure and you bring that slot corner and you bring six, or you, bring, you only bring four, but they don't know which four are coming, all those things make your defense harder to account for because you never know who is coming and from where. If Mike Daniels could have you know, a whole team full of guys like Rashawn Gary, he would play them because you can line them up everywhere. Now, we don't know if Rashawn Gary is a good football player yet in the NFL, but we know athletically and from a versatility standpoint what he brings to the table. So I think this, this ramps up the pressure on him But as I wrote, it makes that selection make more sense because Zadarius Smith, they knew could play inside. And you go, well, why did they draft Zadarius, or why did they sign Zadarius Smith and sign Preston Smith? They're both outside linebackers. It seems like there's a redundancy there. Well, no, the real redundancy is with Mike Daniels and Zadarius Smith. That's the redundancy that ultimately the Packers decided they had. And as soon as they signed Zadarius Smith, we talked about that on the show. Not necessarily that it was a redundancy, but that, that was his best position. So where did that leave Mike Daniels? Was he going to be on the field rushing at the same time? Was that going to mean fewer snaps for him? Who knows? Well, now we know. And now you have Preston Smith. He's going to play the edge. You bring in Rashawn Gary. He can do either. And so... Now it seems a lot more well-rounded of a group than it was two days ago simply because now we believe Zadarius Smith is going to play more on the inside. Whether he's got his hand in the dirt or not is, is kind of irrelevant because he's going to play inside. So the exact spots that he's lining up in, three-tech, five-tech, is, is it going to be an oaky front? Is it an under front? Those kinds of things are less important to this discussion right now simply because they're going to be in a lot of different looks. And what Mike Patton wants is guys who can play in all of them. Because when he really thrives is when he can put seven guys in the box or six guys and you don't know who's coming. And then he's also going to switch up the coverage look. So you think you're gonna, you have a blitz look and you think it's one coverage 
He's going to switch it out. It's going to be another, another coverage and a different kind of blitz. Or maybe it's only four or maybe it's only three. That's where he thrives. And then philosophically, what this means is it, it's a reflection of how Mike Patton wants to play. Because when you go back to last season and you, you remember week one, he was playing dime most of that game. Josh Jackson was out there for a linebacker covering tight ends and running backs. That was how Mike Patton wanted to play. But when you don't have linemen and linebackers with bulk, with size, it becomes much harder to do that. So you bring in these beefed up outside linebackers. You bring in these versatile guys who can play a little bit of everywhere. And suddenly you can play sub package and not give up as much. So what the Packers are likely going to do now is they're going to have a so-called base defense, but it's really going to be nickel, with two defensive linemen, Dean Lowry, Kenny Clark, two outside linebackers, Darius Smith, Preston Smith, lined up in some form in that front four. Behind them, Oren Burks and Blake Martinez. Oren Burks, his arrival is important in this equation. Because what it does is it allows you to still be fast and still play coverage while not giving up size with a, a safety in that spot. Josh Jones, Jermaine Whitehead, or whatever it is. Josh Jones, by the way, will report to camp, tweeted out how excited he is to be in, at camp, and maybe comes in with a renewed spirit. Comes in and tries to make this team, comes in, and, and there is still a role for him on this team given the depth that inside linebacker. And now you can play your nickel. You can play with your three cornerbacks. You have Savage and Amos in the back end and your three corners. And you're playing nickel, but you're not playing nickel in a small way. You're playing nickel in a way that allows you to still defend the run on early downs while being less susceptible to the pass because you now have guys who can rush the passer. So while I think when you look at this and you say, in a vacuum, are the Packers more talented today than they were yesterday? No, they're not. Just unequivocally, they're not. Mike Daniels is better as a football player than anybody that they're going to have put in that position. But they are more versatile today than they were yesterday. There is value in that. Do those, do those values you know, cancel each other out? I don't know. And we can't know. We I want to see these this personnel deployed. I want to see them play. And what's going to be tough is we're not going to know because we never got a chance to see them with Mike Daniels too. So while I think this pass rush can be better because of the additions that were made, we won't know the difference between this new and the old new, what could have been with Daniels. We just don't know. So if the Packers are better, you'll say, okay, well, the Packers are better. But we don't know how much better they could have been had they simply kept Mike Daniels. That's a question that that we don't know the answer to, a question we can't know the answer to. And and for the, the purposes of, of the Packers, it's a question they frankly no longer care about. Because Mike Daniels is, you know, on his way to some other team. There's already reportedly a ton of interest in him. And so, you know, that is that's his next chapter. The team is grateful to have him. I think a lot of Packer fans are grateful to have had him. This is a difficult pill to swallow for Packer fans because Mike Daniels was, in a lot of ways, the heart and soul of this team. He was a vocal leader on this team. He was 
he was in in some ways the symbol of what the Packers stand for, an underdog. He's undersized, underappreciated, underrated, and yet consistently produced at a high level. And just when he was getting the recognition he deserves last season, was having a solid year, although I think, again, there there were signs of decline from him, he gets injured, has the foot injury, ends his season, he goes on IR, and and spent a significant portion of his offseason rehabbing that foot. It's an unfortunate reality of what goes on in the NFL. And if you're the Packers, are you looking at this like the Patriots? Are you saying, we would rather cut this guy a year too early than let him walk in a year, having paid him all of this money, money that could be used in other ways, because you know we want the comp pick or whatever it is? Does this end up like Josh Sitton, where in a year, you're going, man, the Packers really could have used Mike Daniels. He was really good for whoever, the Chiefs, the Patriots, the Browns. And then in two years, three years, you go, oh, I see. Because I do wonder about the long-term viability of his skill set at his size. Can he hold up as he gets older? Can he continue to be physically dominant? Can he continue, you know, will his legs hold up? I think these are these are questions that that led to Green Bay ultimately making the decision that they did. And look, I understand it's a tough pill to swallow. And let's be honest, not all pills are created equally. Because if you need an increase in performance and confidence in bed, then you need BlueChew.com. Blue like the color Blue. They are here to bring you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for people who can't perform. It's for anyone who wants a little extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than going to a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Go to BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's blue like the color blue. Chew.com, promo code Locked On to try it free. Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football here on the Locked On Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats you can pick from. Main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft, and you can even play private contests with your friends. And there's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel, and that's what I love about it. Experience season-long wins without the season-long wait. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. So where do we go from here? 
uh, both as as followers of the Packers and observers around the NFL. Mike Daniels is going to have a home. As I mentioned, Adam Schefter reporting that the market, although it is robust in terms of teams, he is not viewed in the same way as he was or would have been maybe a year or two ago. And the foot injury is a reason for that. Age is a reason for that. And I think the specificity of his abilities are a reason for that. For the Packers, the question in the near term is, now what? And this relates back to our conversation about versatility and and their offseason. Because the answer to who is going to replace Mike Daniels is sort of a faulty question. Because they're not going to replace Mike Daniels. They're going to play differently. When you have a defense that Mike Daniels plays in, you have to just let Mike Daniels do what Mike Daniels does. And, and there's been a lot of criticisms of Mike Patton that's like, well, if you, if you can't use a player like Mike Daniels in your defense, then you know you, you got to have a new defense. you got to fix that. Well, okay, except that they did. They did adapt to Mike Daniels. They allowed him to do the things that he's good at, and he was good at them. This is, this is not that kind of question. He was good last year. So, and and they, they continued to let him play basically the way that Dom Capers let him play in that 3-4 under 3 technique that had been his bread and butter his whole career. That's just not really how the NFL works anymore. And a lot of a lot of what Mike Patton wants to do last year, almost 60% of the time, Mike Patton played two defensive linemen or fewer. That's how he wants to play. Now, you would assume that that's going to be Mike Daniels a lot. Well, if you have someone like Zadarius Smith and you have someone like Kenny Clark, maybe you'd prefer to play because the reason you play two defensive linemen, generally speaking, is because it's second and 10, it's third and 12, it's third and eight, it's second and 15, and you want to get your your war daddies on the field. So you're playing Kenny Clark and you're playing Zadarius Smith, and maybe you're playing Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary all at once. Maybe that's how Mike Patton would prefer to play, and he feels like that gives him a better opportunity to create pressure and get sacks. But when you look at the sack numbers, they're just not there for Mike Daniels, and they haven't been there really his whole career. And that's not, you know, that's not a totally fair knock on him. A lot of his career was spent eating up two blockers and two gapping and doing that kind of stuff. He still created pressure because he could push the pocket. But you you want to get more disruptive with the quarterback. Maybe you say Zadarius Smith can do that. Rashawn Gary long term can do that. This is going to allow them to play in a different kind of way. You're going to have Dean Lowry and Kenny Clark on the field more, and Dean Lowry is probably going to play that traditional 3-4 defensive end. You're going to have Kenny Clark, who can play anywhere in that defensive front. And then you can play everyone else everywhere else. I mean, truly. Play them wherever you want. Those guys can play there. And so that kind of creativity and versatility really opens things up for someone like Mike Patton, who wants to use his players that way, who wants to get creative with personnel. You know, one of the first names that Matt LaFleur mentioned after, you know, talking about Mike Daniels was Tyler Lancaster, who really came on last year. And they drafted Kingsley Kiki. 
and who, I mean, if you heard it on this podcast, go back and listen to the rookie orientation. I think if if you want to be excited about one of these draft picks, he he's definitely one that that you can be excited about. The Packers clearly are excited. Kenny Clark has has been singing the praises of Montrevious Adams and his progress in the offseason. There is depth at the defensive line. And replacement level players defensive line-wise are relatively easy to find. I mean, I know it is a position that is often full of attrition, especially for a three-man front, but because of the additions that were made, that becomes a little less important because, again, and I hate to beat the dead horse on this, but it is so critical, it is so essential that these new faces on the defense can all do all the things that they can play anywhere. So you are insured in some way against the loss of, you know, if Dean Lowry goes out a couple of games, if Kenny Clark misses a couple of games, they don't really have a true nose tackle in, in, the, in the new set of faces. But Tyler Lancaster could play there. Montrevious Adams could play there. When Mike Daniels was hurt in OTAs and, re- and rehabbing that, that foot injury, they had Kenny Clark playing some defensive end and Montrevious Adams playing some nose tackle. Maybe we should have noticed then that they were trying Kenny Clark at some other spots. When Kenny Clark was a rookie, they didn't just play him at nose tackle. They played a lot of Mike Daniels at nose tackle with Kenny Clark playing some defensive end. Now, again, these, these positional delineations can be overrated, but the fact that Kenny Clark could play anywhere on the line and Mike Daniels really couldn't certainly plays into this decision. Now, the, uh, the last thing I want to talk about in all of this is the cap space because the question about now what does Green Bay do with that money, that $8 million that they spent? Well, Kenny Clark, first and foremost. David Bakhtiari, both of those guys are up after 2020. So if you want to lock them down long term, they, they are both under team control for two full more seasons. But Green Bay has always been a team that likes to lock down their players before they hit free agency, especially core members of their players, assuming they, they don't have histories of injuries. David Bakhtiari, he's a core player. He's a cornerstone, a franchise player. I assume they're going to use that money to lock him up. Maybe they use the money for Blake Martinez. I know there are plenty of Packer fans who would be annoyed by that. But if Blake Martinez is viewed as a core player, then Green Bay should want to lock him up. You should want to give Kenny Clark his money. In 2020, he's got a fifth-year option. Maybe they can can not only use the cap space that they just got and limit his cap hit in 2020 by getting that extension done in 2019. These are all things that are on the table. So... You know, there are are options here. Green Bay does not have a lot in the way of major 2020 free agents. So it's not like they're worried about their cap space. This was not a decision based on, you know, Aaron Rodgers having too big a contract. This was a decision based on value. A guy who was only going to play 40% of snaps, counting almost $11 million for the Packers, it's just, it's, it's untenable. And, and that, that, I think, is the ultimate decision that they made, that he is a rotational defensive lineman who can be very good in that rotation, but is a rotational defensive lineman on this team 
Mike Daniels' value to the Packers may not be the same as his value to another team who may need him to play 60% of snaps. And ultimately, that was the cost-benefit analysis they ran and the conclusion that they came to. David Harrison here, the Locked on Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21-grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's killer bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for dave's killer bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store this episode is brought to you by phillips one by sonicare one up your brushing with phillips one This one is the ideal one for those who are still using an old-school manual toothbrush. To all those people, it's time to take your brushing one level up. The solution is a simple one. It's the perfect timing one. It's the long-lasting battery-powered or USB rechargeable one. The comes in multiple colors to match you one. The one with a subscription that delivers new brush heads for just $5. Your teeth deserve this one. Philips One by Sonicare. One up your brushing. Learn more at philips.com slash one. That's P-H-I-L-I-P-S dot com slash O-N-E. All right, training camp opens today, which means by the time we talk again, Green Bay will have had multiple practices. We will actually see how Green Bay decides to line up. That It's crazy. The training camp is opening today. And we don't actually know what the base defense is going to look like for Green Bay. We don't know how they're going to line up. We don't know what that look is going to be. We don't know what that first nickel look is going to be, what that first dime look is going to be. It's kind of crazy that we don't. But it is, as I said on Twitter, one of the most exciting training camps that I can remember because it's a new offense, a new head coach who brought that offense, You have the same defensive coordinator, but basically you've turned over more than half of that defensive roster with so many new players, rookies, Darnell Savage, the free agents, Adrian Amos, and uh, the Acme Sackers, and then you add in Rashawn Gary. Mike Daniels is out. Kenny Clark with his, you know, responsibility to step up as a player. Does Jair Alexander or Josh Jackson make the leap? I mean, there are so many storylines heading into training camp new and interesting ideas. I can't remember the last time the excitement level and the unknowns were this high for a Green Bay training camp. That makes it exciting. That makes it interesting. And that makes it all the more reason that you need to be with us every show so we can break it all down together. Easiest way to do that. Subscribe, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, Follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. You can like us on Facebook. There were a lot of Mike Daniels questions. I, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to, to read them on the show because, frankly, there were just too many of them. 
And a lot of them were the same. What do you think? Or, you know, I like the deal or I don't like the deal or what's going on or there are a lot, a lot of that. And that's fine. That's great. Always send me those questions and those comments. If you want to do that, hit me up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers. 